The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Hello and welcome to another episode of Climate Matters. I'm Lindsay Wood from climate strategy company Resilience Limited and Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9, to Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0, to the Nelson CBD on 107.2 and across the Nelson Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net and podcasts of Climate Matters and of other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and through the accessmedia.nz app. Well, today we're going to go back into the archives two years almost exactly to the 7th of January 2021 and issue number 53. And issue 53 had quite a variety of things, ranging from climate-friendly New Year's resolutions to an electrifying quiz based around a series of aerial photographs that'll be interesting to cover on radio. Uh, How can we shake our wooden thinking on wood? There were some lessons from decarbonising the Big Apple, i.e. New York. A fascinating little snippet about two satellites passing the baton, as I called it, and then a graph on uh, what's actually warming the world, a Bloomberg interactive graph. And finally, of course, there'll be a hot tip, as we always do. So let's get into it with the little editorial bit, and of course, a happy new 2021, as it was then. Do you need climate-friendly resolutions, anyone? We'll see the New York Times New York resolution, (laughs) New Year's resolutions. Um, Just a couple they give was, I will write to my legislators. And another one was, I will electrify everything. Uh, Of course, if you read someone like Carolyn Arnold, and that is uh, Small Move, Big Change, then you'll find that electrify everything is probably a uh, New Year's resolution that is doomed to fail. But that's another discussion. Then we went on, and remember, this was in the the end of the first um, COVID lockdown period, A climate vaccine, I posed the question. As 2021 launches, I can't help contrasting COVID-19 responses to climate ones. COVID is drastic enough, but the climate crisis is orders of magnitude worse. Inviting the question, if we committed the resources and collaboration to climate as we have to COVID, wouldn't our long-term future be far more assured? A major benefit of vaccines must be to better position us to tackle the really big job, climate change. So into the so-called articles, and we'll start with this electrifying quiz. And as I said, we can only take it so far on radio, but it basically has four photographs and says, what climate responses do these four photos show? And they're essentially derived from images in Yale E360. As always, we will try and give links to these as far as the space on the website at Fresh FM allows us to. And so the the four pictures, one was an aerial photo of what is known as the Quartzatite, 
quartzitate NUR2 510 megawatt solar power station. And that's based on a concentrated solar with a, a circular array of mirrors around the central tower. So that's quite a striking picture. The next one uh, could have looked like a bit like a grey and black butterfly's wing, but in fact what it was was an aerial picture of the dispatch yard for a big manufacturer of solar wind, sorry, of wind turbines, and that was showing a whole lot of blades, the, the turbine blades, stacked together in this outside yard, and that some of them were over 100 metres long. They are very big items, those wind turbines, if you haven't been close to any of them. The other two photos showed a transformation of a big power station in California from a thermal station with big chimneys and everything to a um, another one where it was giant battery storage being installed, 410 megawatts to be precise. Okay, moving on, how can we shake our wooden thinking on wood? In 2007, in his book Reinventing Paradise, acclaimed business commentator Rod Orham lamented, and I quote, we are still largely exporters of lightly processed commodities, close quotes. In a recent paper on carbon accounting in the CBM Journal, um, it reported that over half the annual tree harvest is exported as logs, wood, ch wood chips, or pulp, likely leaving Orem still lamenting the lost opportunities to add value with harvested wood products. And I also reported a bizarre um, aspect of a carbon accounting because of the boundaries put on carbon measurement, i.e. The, the extent to where you say, well, this is our carbon emission and that's your carbon emission, or in this case, saving with wood. Bizarrely, because of those boundaries on carbon measurement, New Zealand gets more emissions benefit on paper exporting timber to China for short-lived packaging or for pallets and that sort of thing than it does from using it in long-lived buildings at home. That's a complete paradox, isn't it? There's an interesting graph there, which I won't try and explain, but you'll be able to find a link to on the Fresh FM website. And it talks about the, the results of different accounting methods on harvesting wood pro harvested wood products in terms of their supposed, quotes, benefit, close quotes, to New Zealand's net emissions. Lessons for New Zealand from decarbonising the Big Apple is the next item. The New York Times reports that New York's present building stock accounts for 70% of the city's emissions and that 90% of those buildings will still be there in 2050, i.e. we have buildings that for various reasons create all sorts of emissions. A lot of it will become from energy usage and of course old buildings tend to be more require more energy to function there. Insulation is poorer, often their um, heating and air conditioning plants are less efficient and things like that. When it comes to solving the climate crisis in New York, the real challenge lies in the city's decades-old structures. Um, while even our biggest cities are no Big Apple in New Zealand, our built environment still locks in emissions for a very long time, highlighting now is the time to get that right, i.e., to make sure we have low emissions buildings. 
Here's a more technical aspect and one that I found really fascinating. Um, in the in NASA's reports, they talked about satellites passing the baton on measuring sea level rise. And just imagine this as you're listening to this, that high above there were two satellites, one called Sentinel-6, a new satellite, and it was skimming 1,300 kilometres overhead. Just 30 seconds behind an older satellite called Jason-3, and so Sentinel-6 was following Jason-3, and why was it doing so? Because it needed to calibrate the data that Jason-3 had been collecting with the data that it was collecting to ensure a smooth handover as the new satellite started its five-year leg in a decades-long monitoring of sea level rise. And I'm quoting here from NASA, since the early 1990s, the rate of sea level rise has doubled with a current rate of four millimetres per year. Uh, that I don't think I'll be able to give you that image, and it looks like I didn't give a link to the NASA article, I'm sorry. Um, but then the final uh, article, or it's really an image, is entitled See for Yourself, and it it refers with a link which we'll try and give to a Bloomberg interactive graph which allows you to track through time over the last, how long was it, from 1880 through the present day, so uh, over well over 100 years, what were the different causes of uh, global warming. And you'll, if you get on that website, you'll be able to see for yourself. And that was a really interesting uh, little graph, I thought. So what else have we got? Well, of course, we do have a hot tip for a cooler planet. But before I get on to that, I, I accidentally skipped over um, an interesting quote we've got. It's quite a long quote, but you'll see why in a moment. Here goes. When someone invents a material that is renewable, reusable, organic, biodegradable, whose production cleans the air and water, sequesters carbon, creates oxygen, provides habitat for us and other species, gives us a material that is strong, light, diverse, versatile, beautiful, ubiquitous and inexpensive, then I'll embrace it. Until then, I'll use wood whenever I can. That's Peter Moonen um, of the Canadian Wood Council, making the point of what a wonderful product timber is, both in terms of its or the forests that grow it, and then also, of course, its potential applications by being used by us or in other forms. So on that note, we'll now go on to the hot tip for a cooler planet. And uh, it was pretty simple, really, but it's one that we probably can always be reminded of. Plan trips so you can drive smoothly. And that's come out of an article in The Conversation, and there'll be a link to that. The Conversation reports smooth driving, especially about 80 kilometers per hour, that's eight zero kilometers per hour, saves 15 to 20% of the fuel. And of course, that means saving 15 to 20% of the cost of the fuel and also the emissions from it. And in fact, uh, there's a link to an EU document, a European Union document, that says the same. So plan trips so you can drive more smoothly, so you don't have to rush, 
and so you can hold speed down to 80 kilometers per hour. I can actually support that. Um, in late 2021, I did a trip from Nelson to Christchurch in my old EV, and, and the significance of it being old is that it had a smaller battery with a range that wasn't very much over 100 kilometers, and that meant that I had to do what I could to actually maximize out the distance I got on a battery load. We want to do that anyway, but that's doubly important if you want to be sure of getting to the, the next charging point. And so I held my speed mostly to 80 kilometers per hour, and it made quite a big difference. So on that note, I'm going to thank you very much for your company. Wish you again a very good 2023. I do hope that uh, we share time together next week when on the next episode of Climate Matters. And in the meantime, as always, kia kaha for the climate. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.